Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. I think you have to believe in yourself and know that you can do anything that you set your mind to. And somehow I got lucky with people in my life that taught me that. And I think that's what, as a woman, has helped me become successful and be able to take care of whatever I need to because I believe in myself and I know I can do it. My name is Spree Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast. It is such an honor to celebrate women in tech around the world. Right now, we are in Los Angeles, almost in New Zealand, counting the days down. I have a fabulous female founder with us right now who has been in business for several years, built up a multi-million dollar business, and now has entered the world of technology. Welcome, Elaine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so go ahead and formally introduce yourself to everybody and tell them a little bit about what you do. Hi there. Um, I'm Elaine Seibert, and I'm the CEO and co-founder of Rain Systems. We have a patented technology, the Precision Injection Technology, um, which is a machine that installs a hydrogel into existing turf without removing or damaging the turf at all. And once that hydrogel is installed into turf, it absorbs water that's normally lost in drainage and evaporation and then stores it until it's needed and releases it back into the soil, reducing irrigation requirements by 50%. It's incredible. Okay, wait, you built a machine. How do you know how to build a machine? When did that start? Well, I have to give credit to my husband. He he's invented and uh, built the prototype for this machine. And he and I work as a team. So you're co-founders. So we're co-founders. And how large is your team right now? Um, there's really just the two of us. And then we have a board member, uh, Keith Brown, whose background is in the golf business. And then everyone else that we hire on when we're doing our pilots and doing projects, we hire on a per project basis because we're just about to get started. We're just about to launch. Yeah. We're going to do it in the next few months. And when was that moment or phase in your life where you realized you had a strong passion for technology? Well, when my co-founder, Jim, um, came up with this idea and became passionate about it, I felt the same way that he did about it because it could because the potential for water savings. And we felt like that was something that was good for the community. And um, and so I helped him, you know, put it all together and 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 we worked on it as a team and. It's been a labor of love so far. 
mean, you both decided to utilize one of the best resources in LA, which is Lacey Incubator. How do it's it's L A C I, but it stands for Los Angeles Clean Tech Incubator. Um, and tell us, how do they serve you? Well, we became a portfolio company with them in 20, 2016, April of 2016, and they have provided us with this amazing support system and mentorship. Uh, we have an executive in residence who's our mentor that we meet with on a weekly basis who, you know, and not just him, but all the whole team there does so much. They helped us put our, our financial projections together. They helped us build our pitch decks to to go to investors to 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 you know raise capital in order to start our company they helped introduce us into the right places such as the city of LA parks department and the LA unified school district and you know California state university northridge um they put us in the right place at the right time with the right people in order to have our pilots which are tests that we're doing right. to prove our the concept of what our machine does and so They've been um, our, we, we're very fortunate and we feel lucky to be a part of the LA Clean Tech Incubator every day. And how did you discover them in the first place? Uh, we were at South by Southwest Eco in Austin, Texas, and we were uh, attending seminars and, you know, they're meeting with people. And one of the people who is part of LACI, his name is Eric Steeb, and he's the head of the executive in residence. He was there and he was talking about how they had helped this company get a pilot and even find partners that would help them get their company started. And I we knew that right then that this was exactly what we needed because even though we had this great machine, we had this whole idea, we had kind of gotten to the point where we weren't sure how to get to that next step. Yeah. And they helped that we they helped us do that. And and OK, so you haven't always been a woman in tech like you are now, but you have been a woman in business. And and that experience in business is what leads you to be a successful leader in technology today. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? When uh, I was about 25, I, I started my first film production company. And uh, without any outside investment, we started it from scratch and grew it into more than 10 million dollar a year in revenue. And we, uh, I was very successful for over 24 years. Um, we did uh, commercials and, and uh, promos for, for television networks. And we did, you know, some of the, some of the coolest, funnest, you know, work I've done, you know, was with the networks. I, I mean, our commercials are cool too, but, anyway. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I was running that company. Literally I oversaw everything. Um, <laughs> A lot I started of responsibility. In, yeah, and I would have, you know, obviously there was a lot of people working for me, but I learned a lot. I, I sh We shot all over the country and all over the world, and I put together teams, and I had great cr crews and teams all over that loved we loved, and they loved working with us. And so all of that experience with logistics and people and uh, managing people, I, that's that's my background, and I think that that helps me to start this new company. Totally. I have an appreciation for your background. I, I don't know if you're aware, I owned an action sports media company, and we shot the top oh. athletes around the world. And so I know how difficult it is to build such a successful media empire. How, how did you go in year one from this girl with a dream to an established film production company? Well... 
we had one client <laughs> that we st- we started with, and it was yeah. pioneer, <laughs> amazing. And, and it's a funny story because you know we were all in our twenties and we'd yeah. worked for zero money, yeah. And we did these funny things called karaoke's, yeah. And we would shoot these little music videos, right. And we did, but we'd get like a hundred of them, right? right? And we would have to crank them all out. Yeah. So that was one of the things we did when we very first started. And from there, we just slowly built up our relationships yeah. with ad agencies. And then we had a we had a, a really great relationship that we started back in the nineties with someone with at Showtime Networks. Amazing. And from that point on, I worked. I still work with them. I still work with Showtime they're, they're, and all the people at Showtime are my, some of my closest friends. And I also work with Fox and it just, it was, a, it was, it, I think it was really a relationship thing and friends and growing all of that and just working. And we just, we had, we've always had a great time doing what we do and working with great people. I mean, so. why, why pivot to tack from film? I wanted this when Jim, his concept, his yeah. his patents, all of that came together. I wanted to help him and work with him to do this, and so I kind of taken my yeah. production uh, back. I'm taking a back seat to my production side right. to to help get this off the ground and, yeah. and start a company with yeah. him. So, and we feel like we feel like it's something that's good for the community, yeah, something yeah. that we believe in. That you know, it's a wa- it's saving water totally. And so we just. We kind of feel like at a certain point in your life, you can do something that gives back. And we totally. feel like that's what we're trying to do with this. Totally. Like having a sense of purpose every day and seeing how you positively impact lives is a special gift. So I totally get it. And so what would, advice would you give us from your career, empire, all the great things about your work in the film industry and being a powerful woman in business? that you apply today and that you would want to share with your fellow community of women on something they could take with them? Oh, I've never been asked. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think, uh, I think you have to believe in yourself and know that you can do anything that you set your mind to. And somehow I got lucky with um, my mom and grandmother and people in my life that taught me that. And I think that's what, as a woman, has helped me become, you know, stay, become successful yeah. and be able to, you know, take care of whatever I need to because I believe in myself and I know I can do it. So, I mean, I think, I think yeah. you know, making sure you you feel, you know, that you make that you feel that way about yourself. I mean, I don't know how to I don't know how to instill that, but I feel like, you know, all of us need to give ourselves a lot more credit than we do. hundred percent. I mean, I I'm really in admiration of what you've built because it's really, really hard. It's no joke. And and to first of all, being a producer takes so much thinking about everything that could go right and everything that could go wrong and every single person involved and just so many things so that you did that as well as like running the company and making it profitable. It's just great. It's like, oh, how thanks. could you not lead another incredible business, even in a d- different industry? And so what is the difference like? What what's something that you didn't expect about being a woman in technology that you're really, really enjoying um, that you didn't know would come when you decided to make the change? Um, it's it's a whole new world of people. And I what I really love as the uh, especially because we're part of the L.A.C.I. Yeah. yeah. 
that I've just gotten to meet all these incredible people. And really, it is their their mission in life to do good things yeah. and to do something for the community and to grow these companies. Right. And they give so much. Yeah. And I just, I'm like, I feel like I'm like so lucky to be in the same room with them. So. Totally. I love how much you celebrate them. What's one obstacle or challenge that has been presented to you that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? And it could be at any point in your career. Well, in this in this period of time where we're uh, doing, which we're doing now, which is to pitch to investors. Yeah. I was always behind the camera. Yeah. And I never wanted to be in front. Right. <laughs> I mean, I can Welcome. sit in a room. At least now it's just a mic. It's <laughs> not a camera. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, I, 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 could, uh, I could meet with my, you know, anybody. And, you know, I gosh, I remember being like 30 years old and going into a meeting and everyone's like, okay, Elaine, you're in charge, you know, because yeah. I was producing this giant new roller coaster commercial yeah. for Six Flags that wasn't working. But um, <laughs> the, the roller coaster, not yeah. me. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I've had to overcome this thing of getting up in front of people and being able to do a script. I'm not a scripted person. Yeah, and so yeah. it's, I don't know if that's, that shouldn't be that big of a deal, but it's been a thing. And I'm like, I'm just now getting to the point. Thank goodness. Cause we're pitching now. Yeah. Uh, but that's because of LACI. They helped me. They just put, you know, they had us practice from, you know, oh, just cool. taught us, you know, how to do it and, you know, and tons of input. And I finally got my legs underneath me and I can, I can do those things now. I think it's really uh, powerful to hear that no matter how established and seasoned you are, you welcome um, learning something that you could become stronger at. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel like right now, especially with everything we've been doing, it's it's, it's a whole new a whole yeah, new set yeah. of things in some ways. Yeah. And I'm just I'm excited about when we actually start the company this year when we really started. Yeah. I'm going to be so glad just to have to just to run a company. Totally. That sounds so easy to me compared to like all <laughs> these other things we've had to learn and totally. different experiences, but not, you know, not a bad way. I'm just it's saying. an interesting perspective, though, because you can't actually I mean, the company exists, but the com- running the company doesn't exist until the machinery is completed, right? And so you've been in machine building phase? Well, we had, we basically have spent the last over a year and a half mm-hmm. doing our pilots, our tests. Right. Because the case studies that we're creating from those pilots right. are the, how are the, the that's how we're going to sell ourselves. Right, right. That we've proven our concept, proven that it works. Right. And and it, we that's all we've spent our time and money on, really. Right. Not only, but that's yeah. been the big thing. And yeah. so we just now are to the point where we have our case studies. Yeah. So we have, yes, we are building, um, yes, we are building a bigger commercial unit of yeah. our existing prototype. Yeah. And that is, you know, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. That, you know, we're hoping to raise money from outside to right. help us pay for that. Totally. And um, with the case studies and our and our bigger machine, then we can get the company off the ground. What have you learned so far about the fundraising process? Because it's definitely not an easy one and it's a tiring one. <laughs> it's definitely um, not for the faint of heart. Yeah. Um, a lot of no's. It's, it's and just, uh, I guess it goes back to my thing. I don't like doing you know getting up in front of a room right. full of people yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not as good at it as other people I don't think but it's like it's 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 tough they're yeah. like you know very aggressively wanting to you know ask you a lot of questions and you know you have to be on point and get all the messages you know everything you need to say across right. 
And um, it's just, it's a process. I think everyone that's going through it around us and that has gone through it, everyone has tough experiences. They yeah. can all get, tell you war stories for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. So. Yeah. One of my first mentors said that it, it, like, be prepared to make fundraising your full time job. Because you can't run a company and fundraise at the same time. Right. Yeah. I know. That's why we're trying to raise enough money to really get us going instead yeah. of a smaller amount. Because yeah. I didn't want to try to start the company and run it while I was still out there trying to do, you know, pitches. and Totally. You know, so. But you have invested a lot of your own money into building the company already to show how serious both you and your co-founder are about this company being a success. Yes, we've invested over over five hundred thousand dollars of our own money, you know, yeah. uh, to secure the IP, to build our prototype, to do our pilots, you know, and it's, it's all, you know, it's it's all good. <laughs> You, you said you, you started your company. Did you say you started your first company at 24 or 25? 25. So what what advice would you give your 25-year-old self? It'd only be a couple of years and you'll start doing really well. <laughs> the first couple of years. That's a fortune teller, though. <laughs> just hold on. No. Uh, the first couple of you know, just like, you know, it was like the first couple of years. That, it's not that they were that. They weren't. They were fun. Yeah. I just, you know, didn't make and any terrifying. money. Yeah. There was no money. I mean, you know, yeah. you, it was just, you know, seven days a week working hard yeah. until we, you know, about the third year. And then everything just, you know, grew yeah. from there. But I guess I'd just say, hang in there. Hang in there. And, and be strong. I had, I, you know, there was there was definitely obstacles and there was people that were part of, you know, wanted to be part of the company that didn't weren't the right fit. And so, you know, there's a lot of things you have to deal with. So. I think and, I did good doing dealing with all of it. You pushed past the two years. A lot of times um, part of the startup conversation is to know when to close a chapter and move on. Um, how did you know not to close a chapter? And I mean, you can't really know because you're not a fortune teller. But what what moved you to push past an uncertain period of time to allow you to arrive to a period of that was more prosperous without even knowing that you would even arrive there? Back Back when I was yeah. younger? Yeah. I don't even think I had time to think about it. It was just work, work. We worked really hard. Yeah. Uh, seven days a week. I did the, you know, I was doing accounting on Sundays and, you know, we shot every, you know, we would just, tr just, just push our, it. we were just pushing ourselves and we were young and it yeah. was, you know, we had a lot of fun too. So yeah. I think uh, it wasn't, it wasn't all hard work. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. And no, so I, um, I did never feel like there was a, Point where it was like, okay, this isn't going to work. It was more like, okay, we're, what's going to happen? What are we going to do next? Yeah. And we were pitching TV shows or doing, I mean, you know, just yeah. doing everything we could. Yeah. So. And and now you're in an industry that's completely different than um, where you were before and you're the CEO. How do you, I don't know if the right word is comfortably, but I'll use it anyway. How do you comfortably take an industry uh, machines that's not familiar to you, it's not innate to you, and become the chief executive officer to communicate and run a business this way? Like, how do you get comfortable with that information? I know a lot of people get placed in that executive role and may not completely have either grown with or know that industry right away, but they teach themselves and then they're fabulous leaders. So how do you handle that transition? Um, we're going to hire some really smart people. Yeah. <laughs> people that are smarter than us, that people that have this amazing, you know, many years of experience right. in the turf industry. Yeah. In the managed turf world. Yeah. 
and people that have been in the government so that, you know, there's like certain our sales team is going to be so much, so much important, such an important part of of our company. Right. That they're the ones who are going to be the experts right. in a lot of things that I'm not. Totally. And so I think that any good CEO, any good person running a company, hire the smartest people you can find. It's so funny. I did an interview earlier today and um, the CEO said the exact same thing. Oh, like, we'll just, you know, make sure to have the smart people around us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely, yeah. you can't, it's not an ego thing. You, you, you know, you, it's not about you. It's about, you know, creating a great team and not to keep going back to my former life, yeah. but you know, that's what we did. And and that's what I did with my film production, yeah. too, is I always had the best crews and the yeah. best, the most talented people. And I believed in them. And we had a un, we had unspoken language. You know, we yeah. didn't even have to, you know, we could communicate really well. Yeah. And every one of them did a job that I couldn't do. I, yeah. I didn't know how to light or, you know, and now I'm going to have to depend on that, that same type of thing that it's going to be a group of people that are experts and we're all going to be in it together. Totally. I, it's, I think one of the iconic leaders, I can't remember if it was Branson or if it was Warren Buffett or somebody, but they say like, hire everybody smarter than you. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure it was Richard Branson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, de- it's definitely a lesson from the wise. <laughs> um, how can people connect with you? They can find us on our website, which is rainsystems.com. R-A-I-N-S-Y-S-T-E-M-S.com. Um, you can reach me at Elaine at RainSystems.com, E-L-A-I-N-E at RainSystems.com. And you can also find us on Facebook. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. It has been amazing to hear about your background and about how you are diving in to being a strong, powerful woman in tech and how you've celebrated an incubator and being a part of that process. I think it's really important to hear that it is okay to find the resources around us to be the best that we can be. I will look forward to hearing from you guys, talking to you guys and all the things in the next episode. Bye. UpGuard, one of my favorite companies in Mountain View, combines asset discovery, security ratings, and vendor questionnaires for the only complete cyber risk solution. Not only do they keep us safe online, they empower women in tech internally. They focus on hiring female engineers to make sure that we rise to the top. So I welcome you to take a look at their job opportunities from Mountain View to New York, New York to Sydney, Australia. They are a company worth exploring. Their mentorship culture is magnetic. Mention the Women in Tech podcast when you apply just as they celebrate women in tech We want to celebrate you too. So make sure to let us know when you've reached out to UpGuard and we'll make sure to feature you on the Women in Tech social channels. We believe in you. UpGuard.com. Visit them for yourself. You'll see exactly what I mean. The Women in Tech podcast is an independent production funded by you, the community. To support Women in Tech, if you believe in the vision as much as we do, please consider going to womenintechpodcast.com. That's womenintechpodcast.com and just click on the contribution link to keep this podcast going. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.